Success is many different things to many different people. This is Three Marketers Walk Into A Podcast, episode 12. You're listening to Three Marketers Walk Into A Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks at Response Suite. Well, welcome back for another week, another episode here. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm pleased you made it because of this nice cup of tea. It's lovely. Absolutely. Very excited to be here and dive in. Lots of things going on here at Response Suite HQ. First of all, most of all, we are absolutely baking. I know we are. We're making scones and... Oh, you mean the temperature? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've been put in an oven. I know. It is really, really warm, but we're keeping the staff in work. <laughs> <laughs> we've, bought, we've bought another fan. We have. Your greatest fan. We've bought another Standing fan. Standing in the corner, just go blowing... <laughs> we bought ourselves another fan here in the office. So, uh, time to dive in. Today, we are going to be introducing you to a friend of ours, Mr. Ryan Phillips. Yes, you've been pals with Ryan for a while, haven't you? Really long time, yeah, since like 2012, I think. I, re- I, hadn't, I hadn't met him, obviously, until fairly recently. So, in fact, we did the beta launch of Response Week. He came over, he drove from... Loughborough. Where? Loughborough. Where, where, where's Loughborough? Uh, down south somewhere. Okay. South right. of here. South of here. All right. So we drove up. Middle England. Just to spend like half a day with us and just find out what response we did and how we could really help his audience to understand it and how it would help people. What an absolutely top guy. And one of the things I didn't realize about Ryan is just how much into like his mindset he is. And he really puts a lot of his success and he's had a heck of a lot of success. Like he's not only one of the nicest guys I've ever met, but in terms of nailing like this product to market match and understanding what people want and delivering really great products. He's just fantastic at it. And one of the things he puts down to all of that is something I didn't expect him to hear him say, which was his mindset. I think it's really easy as online business owners, we get wrapped up into this whole thing about the techniques and the strategies and the tactics and the tools, all the tools. The doing, the doing, the doing doing of the things. Yeah. But I think actually just preparing to do the do is, uh, well, I suppose what, I mean, what he talks about and he's fantastic at is, is understanding who you are and getting your sort of head around yourself and, and making sure you're the best you you can be, which allows you, because a, a lot of entrepreneurs we speak to say, I'm really good at learning the thing. And then I, I have this a large amount of gusto and excitement and this, and this energy to go and start doing the thing. But the problem you have is actually sustaining that enthusiasm. And you can't do that unless you've really got your mind in the right place. And it's really easy for us entrepreneurs to sort of start looking at things and going, oh, I don't know, like it's a bit tricky right now. And do I, do I really do want to keep else. doing this? Yeah, do something else and try a new shiny thing. Yeah, so Ryan's revealed in this podcast episode a whole bunch of stuff about creating a vision for your life and then pulling goals out of that and then working towards those goals and planning and daily routines and loads of other stuff. So let's uh, dive in and see what he had to say. Strap yourself in, you're going to love it. So hi Ryan, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? We're doing really, really good. Such a busy time. Rob may be a little bit quiet on this one because uh, he's just had not one, but two wisdom tooth removed. Wisdom tooth, wisdom teeth. I am two teeth less wise than I was yesterday. (laughs) So God help us all. It's going to be great. So if he's a little quieter than his normal chip herself, that'll be the reason. So thanks for joining us, Ryan. Look, we know you're all about the habits of success. So give us a little bit of an overview of what does the day in the life of a successful entrepreneur like your good self actually look like in your opinion? Oh, great question. And, you know, for me, I think that really depends first on what your definition of success is. So, you know, if you ask that question to a room of 100 people, you'd get as many different answers as there are people in the room. And, you know, the most common ones are fulfilling your potential or happiness or freedom, Uh, you know, financial freedom, time freedom, being able to travel, and the list goes on. So 
success is many different things to many different people, but ultimately what we're aiming and what we're trying to get to is a certain type of feeling. Now, what we think will get us there is having certain circumstances match the pictures of what we think success would mean for us. Because then at that point, we tick the box in our head mentally and allow ourselves to feel that feeling. That's how we're wired. You know, there's no right or wrong answers there. It's different for all of us, depending on what stage of the journey that we're at. But for me, you know, a successful day is all about growth and contribution. It's not about having more zeros on the bank statement. Um, Because a few years ago, you know, success as an entrepreneur for me meant more money in the bank. It meant a better car, a bigger house, a bigger business just so I could prove to the world that I was good enough and that I was worthy because I didn't feel it at the time. And uh, it's it's called the curse of the white rabbit. Now, was I not worthy? Was I not good enough? You know, of course I was. At the time, it was just all complete bullshit. It was a self-imposed box of limitation that took me many years to climb out of. So, you know, a day in the life of what I would class as a successful entrepreneur will be one where they grow and contribute. And again, for me, that starts with focusing on mind, body, and spirit. Now notice I didn't say email, social media, and you know, traffic report or sales stats. I'm a firm believer that achieving success is 80% psychology and 20% mechanics. Mechanics being the strategies and the tactics. And you know, there's the vast majority of people, vast majority of entrepreneurs that are chasing the mechanics and they completely bypass the psychology side. And what I found to be the number one key to success in developing a life of fulfillment has nothing to do with the outer world, has everything to do with the inner world. You know, for me, mindset is everything. And the first time I really heard about that, it was one of my friends who shared with me an example about a doctor, you know, talking, Rob's just been to the hospital or to the doctors to get his wisdom teeth out. And, you know, if you go to a normal doctor, how they've been trained just happens to fall short of what we now know to be better information that's available that hasn't caught up with the educational system of training doctors yet. Really similar to the traditional education system that kids go through today. You know, just to put it out there, most doctors get involved because they're people that want to help other people. But if you go and see one, let's say that your knee's playing up or whatever, and you go to a normal doctor, I can already tell you what he or she's going to say. They're going to prescribe anti-inflammatories, painkillers, and rest. And that's pretty much it because doctors nowadays by law can pretty much only do two things and that's prescribe drugs and recommend surgery. So after seeing one, you know, you'll go home, uh, your knee will stop hurting after you take your pills and you rest it. And that's okay for a lot of people because that's what they're looking for. But, you know, if you go to someone that's a little bit more enlightened, someone that's got a little bit of a higher level of perspective, let's say a holistic doctor, what they would do is they'll take a step back and they'd look at the entire structure of the human body and they'd turn around and they might say something like, um, you know, oh, Kennedy, I can see what the issue is. The issue is that you've got a bit of a trap nerve over here in your neck and you're carrying some excess stress in this shoulder. So if you've got a trap nerve over here or, you know, a tight shoulder over here, what's happening to the body is it's going to start to overcompensate and shift over slightly. So you're putting a little bit more weight on one hip And then over time, that starts to put a lot more pressure on this knee, which means the knee over time becomes inflamed. So what the holistic doctor would step back and look at, then they would say, you know, forget the knee. That's not the issue. That's just the symptom. Let's treat the shoulder. Then in two or three weeks, the knee's going to stop hurting. 
And, you know, for me, there's so many business owners and so many entrepreneurs out there that just focus on the symptom, never the cause. And, you know, for me, you really don't want to buy, bypass that psychology side. That's really important. So, you know, a day in the life of a successful entrepreneur, in my opinion, is one where they grow and contribute. And in regards to habits, you know, bringing it full circle, it would be to, first of all, you know, disconnect from the computer, disconnect from the internet. My own personal habits, what I do when I get up, very interesting as well, because it's completely different from my business partner, uh, Chris, who he wakes up 5am, jumps straight on the computer, hoodie up, headphones on, and starts coding. That's, that's how he starts. Like the way I approach it, I get up, uh, first I'll get out, I'll get into the sun, I'll go to the gym, have a workout, that sorts out my my body, you know, my energy, that all helps. I come back, I meditate, yeah, I clear the mind. Uh, it helps me get really focused, getting everything ready to go and, you know, start the day. Then after that, I'll work on my mind. And when I say I work on my mind, I'll study. And it'll be nothing about business. It'll be to do with positive thinking, uh, positive mental attitude, how to be a better version of me. All that's done before nine o'clock, before I even open the computer and start working because again the way I see it the way I see the game of business is it's just a game I don't want to be um you know a hundred years old or whatever on my deathbed and I don't think there is anyone that's you know on the deathbed that says oh pass me my bank statement or I want to have a look inside my bank account like no one says that because it's not important what they'll do is they'll want to look back and say you know oh wow what a ride and what a journey that was so for me, success is about being able to grow in all areas, not just in business, being able to contribute and help others. But first and foremost, in regards to daily habits or habits that will make up a successful day is working on your health, your vitality, your energy, your relationships, your mindset, your spiritual growth, as well as business growth and all those other areas. So maybe not the answer that a lot of people would probably uh, look at, but that's how, that's how I see it. I think it's amazing to to take that bigger picture look and say that actually just because you're not getting the results you want in your business or your business isn't growing as fast as, it, as you want it to be, that actually could be triggered by a whole bunch of stuff you've never even thought about. One thing I know about you uh, is that despite the fact your business is almost entirely online, you spend a lot of time out and about on the road in an effort to kind of meet people in real life. So maybe it's people that you've you know spoken to online for a while, joint venture partners or friends that you've made, and you get out there and meet them in real life. So why is that? And then what impact does that have on your business and on your life? Yeah, and for me, there's, there's kind of two parts to that. So the first part is my own kind of selfish needs, I guess. <laughs> and the second part is um, peer group. So if we drill down on, on, on those a little bit more, my own selfish needs... I know that my highest values are adventure, excitement, growth, and contribution. That's what I care about most uh, in the world. You know, I know there's probably the perception of, you know, entrepreneurship might be, you know, babes in bikinis, laptop on the beach, Ferraris and Lamborghinis and giant houses. Suddenly you know, we just increased our listenership by putting it <laughs> <Yeah. right. laughs> But I think that's what a lot, of, a lot of people nowadays think being an entrepreneur is all about. And what they don't get is you're up in the crack of dawn, you're probably working 10 hours. Like for me, the most exciting part of my day is if I'm feeling really naughty and I go to Costa Coffee to work on the laptop, or if I go to Nando's for lunch, it's about as exciting as it gets. So, you know, for a person like myself, whose two highest values are adventure and excitement, having an online business and running a software company doesn't really hit those needs. So, 
again, for my own kind of selfish needs, I just love going out there and making it fun. Um, I see business as a game. Um, I certainly don't tie my self-worth to my net worth, something that I used to do a lot. So, you know, if it comes to staying in and working 10 hours to get this promotion out or, you know, to finish this sales process so we can make more money, or if it's, you know, driving up the country, uh, going and having food with one of our joint venture partners or, you know, someone that maybe I look up to in business, then, you know, I'm going to choose that second one. And, you know, the cool thing about that is it kind of not has this knock-on effect where you, you do more business anyway. And that, that comes on to that second part, which is peer group. So I just come back from Venice. It was, was it a week or two weeks ago? I'm not sure. But, um, you know, someone that I met there, never actually met or heard of him before. We connected, uh, went there without any intention of building joint venture partners, without doing any business. It's just a wind down and a cool trip for me and my business partner. That ended up being, you know, over $50,000 in uh, additional sales last week that we wouldn't have had before. In, in three weeks' time, we've got another presentation to a different audience that he has that he says, you know, we should do 150K from that. If we lowball it and say, you know, an extra six figures, you know, it's a massive impact on our bottom line. And that's the kind of nice knock-on effect. And it's so important to meet those people, have those relationships just to increase your peer group. And, and again, that's another thing that's really important is you become who you hang with. You know, the quality of your peer group in our life influences us at levels that we can't even begin to imagine consciously, but have a massive lasting impact. If you look around at your current peer group now, and they're not the kind of people where, you know, if you fast forward 20 years, you want to be living that kind of lifestyle. And nothing against them or taking anything away from who they are as a person. But if you're to walk your own path, I think you really need to start upgrading your peer group and how you're influenced. I think, again, a lot of people kind of hear that in the wrong way because with something like that, I don't think it's black or white. It's not an either or situation. Uh, you know, you can certainly include the people in our lives that maybe we've been through school with or grew up with. You know, I have that set of friends. I don't connect with them very often. But when I do connect with them, I enjoy their time. But I also respect that they're not the people that I want to emulate. So in order to kind of shift over and make that transition, I think you've got to engineer a peer group consciously in order to you know, build something that is going to help you move forwards in life. And for me, my kind of principle for that is love your family, love your previous friends, but choose your peers and have a situation where you can really start to consciously plan out you know, who do you want in your life? What kind of people do you want to put your time and energy into? And again, doesn't mean you have to rip out the connection to your friends, you know, at the roots. Let's call those guys the old group. But what gets us from A to B doesn't necessarily get us from B to C. And that's okay. You know, it doesn't invalidate the A to B people. You know, send them love, respect the fact that they're on their own journey. And if that doesn't match where you think that your truth is, then that's okay. You know, no need for judgment. Just send them love, wish them well on the way. You can still have a beer with them from time to time. You can still answer the phone if they ring, but start putting your energy into creating a peer group that's going to take you to the levels of learning, experience, life, maybe business that we all deserve. And I'm a really keen uh, believer in that. I've got a lot of different kind of pockets of friends. I've got some entrepreneur and business friends. I've got some old friends from school. I've got dance friends. I've got martial arts friends and great to connect with them. But when I'm looking at, you know, traveling, even though I've got an online business going on the road a lot, it is to make it more fun. because I think that's the main thing, but also 
by doing that, connecting with people and building this peer group that can help me in life, in business, open doors and, uh, you know, take me to that next level. I think it's a really important thing to seriously think about and construct from, you know, the viewpoint of an entrepreneur looking to grow the business. It is. And I think, you know, one of the things that you're obviously keen on is developing your mindset. And a major part of that is really knowing the destination that you're heading for so that you're not just doing all of this stuff in an aimless way. So do you have a process for like setting goals and actually building a plan to achieving them? Oh yeah. I'm a bit anal about it as well. (laughs) Um, But what I do, I do three things. So first thing I do is I create a compelling vision and normally it's for three years ahead. I know I think I read in some book or some CD program, you should do like a five, a 10 and a 20 year vision. But for me, it's just too far ahead. So I create a three year vision. Then from that, I'll create a 12 month plan. Uh, Then, you know, quarterly goals, weekly goals. Yeah. So this is what I do. Vision for my life 2018. Wow. So what I do, and this is what I did at Christmas just gone. Christmas time, I always spend it with family. Kind of like Boxing Day just after Christmas. I normally spend some time with my friends that I like to have fun with, go for a drink, go a bit crazy. And then in between, you know, after that, in between Christmas and New Year, I always go away. And I go away on my own. I never go away with somebody else. I check myself into a hotel in the spa and I work on creating my big vision through then which the next 12 month plan is going to happen. So what I'll do is I'll set my uh, timer for 30 minutes, scribble out. Basically the only rule is you're not allowed to stop writing in that time and anything's possible. There's no limits. So I write out for 30 minutes and then I've got, you know, pages and pages of pages of what my ultimate vision of my life would be. Then from that, I kind of take stuff away and, and construct it down to the key points that I think I can achieve over the next three years And then from there, I'll really look at, uh, I'll watch like a lot of inspirational videos and I'll use some emotive language so I can structure it in a way that's really, really resonates with me. So I get a feeling when I read it out loud and I do it every morning as part of my morning routine. So I have the ultimate vision. It's like uh, one page of A4 and then I have like a paragraph or two for health, one for relationships, one for growth and development and one for identity and values. And, you know, from that ultimate uh, vision, if you like, three-year vision, I create, I break it into thirds and I create a 12-month plan. The 12-month plan then goes into the quarterly plan. Quarterly goals go into monthly goals. Monthly goals goes into weekly goals, you know, what I'll get done in the next seven days. And then the daily goals or the daily tasks that need to happen to accomplish that. And I've just put it on, uh, you know, a Google Doc sheet so it's on my iphone that i can read out every morning i read the health paragraph before i go to the gym in the morning and then with the daily well the monthly the weekly and the daily goals i use a tool called trello that i know a lot of people are familiar with it's a free tool allows you to have boards that you can uh you know break up into different days or different tasks and i just put all of the tasks that i need to get done that day to accomplish the tasks for the week that then can accomplish the tasks for the month and then if i just stick to that plan not only the, the, the one-year one goal is going to get accomplished, the quarterly goal is going to get accomplished, and then the three-year ultimate vision, if you want to call it that, is going to happen as well. And that's what I do for my goal-setting process. 
I think it's really interesting to hear about talking about this big psychological vision working in harmony or alongside the practical day-to-day plan. So uh, a lot of people will just, you know, pick a big number and then say, right, I'm going to do loads of things until I hit that number. Whereas yours is much more about take a vision, break that down into a plan to achieve those things. hundred percent. Cause do you know what as well? There's a lot of people in what would be the best way to put this. There's a lot of people that I found in the personal development industry. Cause I've been, I've been studying personal development for a long time that they're just in fairyland and you know you can't meditate your way out of a tiger attack you can't meditate checks in the mail if you do that you're going to get an eviction notice (laughs) do you know do you know what i mean so i think it's important to have both i think with all that stuff that you've got going on you know in business outside of business you get loads of stuff done to push you towards those goals what's your kind of number one productivity hack to get more stuff done Ooh. See, I wouldn't class myself as very productive. <laughs> but if I had to pick one productivity uh, hack, it would probably be, it, it'd be a mix of two things. Number one, it'd be the morning routine that I have because that gets me just ready for the day. And if I don't complete the tasks that need to happen in the day, the day's already been a success because I've given that time to myself, my mind, my body, my spirit before I start working on the business that can then grow and contribute to the world. And taking that back one step further is to plan tomorrow today. So uh, I think it's Tim Ferriss that talks about you have a certain amount of decision-making ability or decision-making energy that you have. So if you get up in the morning and, you know, oh, does this top go with these jeans or what shall I wear or what do I have to do today? It can be a real drain and help. It's not a help, you know, to make you more productive. So what I always do without fail, no matter how tired I am, I'll always plan tomorrow today. And again, I do this on Trello. So when I wake up, um, I, I... I wake up at 6am or or before I won't open my laptop until about half past nine normally. And when I open my laptop, the first thing that I go on is Trello and all the tasks are there in order of everything that I need to get done. So that's probably what I'd say is my number one hack for productivity plan tomorrow today and make sure in the morning you give yourself time to clear the mind, to get yourself ready. So then you can go out and do the business tasks, but come from it at a higher level. I think one of my favorite quotes actually is Buddha, where he said, I think it was something like, um, I've got so many things to do today. I best meditate for two hours instead of one. And I thought it was really cool. I don't know if it's Buddha or maybe it was Yoda, but yeah, that'd be my number one. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do the impression. All right. You've done done, resist, resist the impression. You've been around a lot of different niches, doing a lot of different things, lots of different types of product from information to software. You've done a lot of different work in different niches, but if you were going to start over again from scratch, Ryan, which business or niche would you go into and why would you choose it? Amazon, without a shadow of a doubt, I'd do Amazon FBA. One of the things, uh, there was a guy actually I met in Venice. He's doing 300K a month on Amazon. Uh, and he would show me a lot of things behind the scenes, show me some of his top products, etc. And the thing is, with the Amazon business model, it's like 10 minutes a day of work for maintenance. Very, you know, It's not very time consuming. Um, so I've been studying it actually since I've come back and he's offered to help mentor me. So I'm actually starting an Amazon business, um, starting it with a friend again, cause one of my best friends, he's, he's quite entrepreneurial, but he's got a job and doesn't earn the amount of income that maybe would make his life and his family's life easier. So we're starting it together with order, ordered our first product. Uh, we're waiting for the, um, like sample to come over from China and yeah, we're going to start an Amazon, uh, business. We're going to start an e-commerce brand. That's definitely what I'd do to, uh, if I was going to start from scratch. Reason why 
is it's like the ultimate thing. When I started, and I remember listening to Rob, uh, we shared the same mentor in the early days. And I remember going onto the call saying, what do I do? I have no idea. I don't even know what a domain name is. My, the mentor said to me, start a blog. And I was like, what's a blog? Like That's the level I was at. And uh, I remember I was directly after Rob on the call. And Rob was, I won't say moaning, but he was, he was asking for feedback. So he made like, I don't know, it was 10 or 12, it was at least 10 grand on a webinar. And he was saying, oh, I only made 10 grand on this webinar yesterday. And oh, what can I do? It's terrible. And I'm thinking, if only I can get to that level one day. Uh, and, and, and I remember that's the stage where I come from. But I, I actually learned through that mentor that you, you, you build your expertise, get results, package that up into a product and then sell it. And I don't think that's the best way for people starting out. Uh, I think something where you don't have to, have to be on camera, it's a lot less time involved and you can be a lot more behind the scenes. Something like an e-commerce business like Amazon would be the best way to start. Yeah, and, and to be honest, Rob just continues to inspire all of us every single day of our <laughs> shiny little lives. So we're now going to run into the quick fire round. Hey, hey, you don't want to miss out on more of these fabulous nuggets, do you? Make sure you subscribe to the Three Marketers Podcast now on your podcast player. Okay, so ni- nice, short, sharp, succinct answers here. Uh, the first hey. one is a book that you recommend. Um, the Richest Man in Babylon. Love that one. And what is your top success habit? Plan tomorrow today. Who do you look up to? Ooh, I know this is the quick fire round. Holy crap. <laughs> Don't say Rob. <laughs> Holy crap. Who do I look up to? Um, my friend James, who lives in Sheffield, he owns a martial arts school. He's the most well-rounded, successful person I've ever met in my life. How do you define success? Success for me is being alive, being happy and being healthy. Most importantly, who would you like more, Rob or Kennedy? <laughs> Can I say both? Is that allowed as an answer? It's, it is an answer. It's a cheat of an uh, it's answer. It's a cheat of an answer. Finally, one big thing. Where can folks go to find out more about you, Ryan? Um, just on social media. So on YouTube, my channel is Ryan Phillips HQ. Phillips has got two L's in. Uh, P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S. HQ is in headquarters. Uh, Facebook is Ryan Phillips HQ. Instagram is Ryan Phillips HQ. And on social media, uh, maybe not Facebook as much, but YouTube and Instagram. Uh, I'm the person that runs that. Our team doesn't do that. So you can get you know, direct answers and responses from me and see not just all the, the bullshit that people put on of the, the cars and you know, the watches and all of that, but you can see all the actual real day-to-day stuff that that goes on in uh, an entrepreneurial life. And the links to all of those resources are over on the show notes, which you'll find over at blog.responsesuite.com. Right, I've got to go because I've got to set my alarm for 3.30 tomorrow morning. I know, you better write your girls dead quick on the back of your arm. I'm going to get mine <laughs> tattooed across my lips. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what a whirlwind into the world of like everything, like the spirituality side of mindset and tons of other stuff that I think is really quite deep. It and really is. Yeah, I mean, I know Ryan, Ryan quite well, and it, even that was quite eye-opening for me to see just how far into this stuff he goes. And I think it's, there's some real value to draw out of this. There is, and I think one of the things that lo- a lot of us forget to do is just actually take a look inside of ourselves. I think we can all take huge amounts from looking at, okay, Ryan's a guy who, just want, who really does want to build a successful business, and he really focuses on 
How do I have the right mindset and the right, basically it's those goals, it's that vision that he talks about, which is so specific for him, that allows him to drive those goals and overcome any adversity, any difficulties he has in the business. I hoped you were going to say you were going to search for the hero inside yourself. I am going to search for the head of small inside of myself. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, I think there's a ton of stuff you can take out there. And I think you have to just remember that just because that's the way that Ryan operates and the way Ryan works doesn't necessarily mean that it's the way that you're going to work or I'm going to work or somebody listening to this is going to work. You have to just take the principles and say, well, do you know what? Listen, I can't get up at 5.30 in the morning. I'm a night owl. That's okay. You can just build your business that supports that. Mm. Then you just have to say, okay, great. What, how do I best work? And you build a life around that and then follow as many of the productivity hacks as you can in order to really twist all of that into the I'm actually mix. just, just I'm, talk about inspiring yourself. I'm totally inspired by what, what Ryan said there. In fact, I'm sort of thinking I'm going to start looking at all these different sort of ways of controlling your mindset, your own, your own habits and, and selecting your visions. And I'm actually really, in, one of the only things I don't like about doing this podcast, any podcast, is we're not having a chat with our listeners. Like we've got our lovely listeners listening in right now and we, we don't know what their opinion is on, opinion is on this or, or what their mindset strategies are. So do me personally a huge favor. We've got the show notes for this set up over where? at blog.responsesuite.com forward slash zero one two. And leave a comment on that blog for us about what your mindset strategies are or, or what is it you do to set your visions? What's your opinion on those things? Because I used to think that those things were a bit sort of airy-fairy and weren't really for me. But I've sort of come around the idea. I want to know where are you on that journey? Do you have any rituals that you follow, morning rituals or anything like that? I'd absolutely love to read your comments. And we do reply to every single comment you put on there. So I'd love to read what you have to say apart from that if you haven't already we would love to have you leave us a review over on your favorite podcast listener device listener device listener device whether it's itunes or stitcher or any of the others Mm. uh, we'd love to have you go and leave a review a five-star review if you please if you think (laughs) we're five stars uh let us know and uh, yeah we'd love to hear your feedback also you can follow us on social medias just search for at response suite on frankly everything facebook and twitter and instagram and you can even find us on the youtube now where we do a nice little breakdown video where we talk a little bit more we kind of use these episodes as a springboard for me and kennedy to go and have a chat about all these exciting things yeah so if you're wondering what rob and i actual opinions on the exact episode you just listened to are the easiest way to find that out is to go and check it out over on our youtube channel which you'll find over over on the youtube machine by looking for response suite there absolutely that brings us to the end of this episode and we will see you right back here same time same place next week yeah what a bobby dazzler don't miss a thing thing. check out the show notes at blog.responsesuite.com